0: Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Azrin the Language Nerd here. I'm the owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. I was scrolling through Instagram today, and I saw a post by an Instagram account, which is at SpanishPlans, and I would like to share this Instagram post with you, because it struck a chord in me when I saw it. Spanish Plans posted a picture of Kermit the Frog. In fact, it's a split-screen post, so there's two Kermit the Frogs, in picture A, Kermit the Frog is wondering why students are, are not more proficient in their target language than they are. In other words, Kermit the Frog is wondering why aren't people why aren't people able why aren't people able to speak more fluently and actually interact in the target language? Then in picture B, Kermit the Frog is having a realization and he's remembering that a lot of language classes are focused more on crafts and linguistic rules. Than they are on improving one's ability to communicate. This stopped me dead in my tracks. I saw this picture, I took a screenshot immediately, and I had to repost it because I've seen this so much. I've seen it all the time, where a language class focuses either too much on linguistic rules, meaning grammar, pronunciation rules, spelling rules, And you're focused so much on the rules and implementing the rules in a written format that the students never actually learn to communicate in the language, even after years of study. Or you even have classrooms, you even have classes, especially in a public school system, heck, maybe even a private school system, but let's say for kids when they go to school, kids and teenagers. Well, there, there are lots of crafts being done in the class. Now, crafts are not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily bad. But a lot of classes, that becomes a significant focus of the class. That's a huge focus of the class. I remember I was looking at someone's teaching resources um, from someone I know or rather knew that used to be a teacher. And I was looking at some of the resources one day. Um, They were showing them to me. And a lot of the resources were, were crafts, meaning there were lesson plans where they would do crafts in class that had a language twist to it. Or sometimes they were just coloring sheets. They were coloring sheets that had a Spanish, or was it Spanish? What language was it? Actually, they taught multiple languages. They had multiple languages. Spanish was one of them. But anyway, there were coloring sheets that had a languagey twist on it. Or sometimes there would be worksheets that were interesting worksheets, and the students would complete them. But completing the worksheet did not have a very strong connection to the student actually being able to communicate in the target language it did not actually demonstrate the student's ability to communicate whatsoever and didn't reinforce the ability to communicate in another language does that make sense and so i think these are this is these are two problems this picture outlined in concise terms two problems that a lot of language classes have and i wanted to talk about it because it's not quite right it's not helping people to learn a language in adult classes, you don't have so many of the crafts, per se, that doesn't tend to be a big focus if you're taking an evening class as an adult, for example. But the ling- the linguistic rules definitely still applies. Definitely. So what do we do about this? Well, it's a complicated question. It's a complicated question. And the short podcast I'm going to record today, I don't think is going to give an answer that is... The magic bullet to solve the problem, but let me give at least one, maybe maybe two, very practical things that can change in a foreign language class that will help the class, that will actually help the class to learn how to communicate. Okay, this is something I actually do now. Um, when teaching a, in a school or teaching a class, um, here's one of one activity that can be implemented and actually should be implemented in every single class. For the first chunk of the class, you bring a ball with you to class. If you're working with kids, the ball should probably be more like a bean bag, something that's not gonna roll around or break something. And what you do in the beginning of every class is you throw the ball to each person in the class and you ask them a question in the target language, and, and they're and you have to and you expect them to answer. Now, what you ask them has to be something that you've taught them. You can't just ask them something random. And the questions should be the same every single week. I typically start with, hi, how are you? What's your name? And if I'm teaching kids, I'll say, how old are you? Hi, how are you? What's your name? And how old are you? These are the three I start with. And I ask them every time, every class, one at a time. I throw them a ball. I ask them three questions. We move on to someone else. I do that until... They can nail it until the class has a really good grasp on those questions. And gradually, I inc- I, inc- I introduce other questions. What do you like to do? What do you like to do? Um, what grade are you in? Um, where are you from? I, I just add different questions. In every class, every class, I ask them. What I'll do is once they understand deeply how to answer a question such as what's your name, let's say they really nail what's your name, I stop asking what's your name more. I stop asking that every class and I'll ask the questions that are more challenging for them. And so that's something you can do. It's very implementable in every classroom. No matter how you teach, no matter what you do, it's a great way to add in 15 to 15 minutes in all ages, from five years old all the way up to all the way up to, you know, even twelfth grade or university classes. This is very implementable. You know, even if there's a lot of people in the class, even if you have a class with 50 people. You can still do this activity. What I've done in larger groups is I'll break, I'll bring multiple balls with me, and I'll break the group, I'll break the class up into some groups, and I'll make them practice with each other, and they have to ask each other the questions that we've learned from the class. And I circulate around the class, helping, helping out each of the groups. I've done it that way as well. Very simple activity that incorporates an element of of. Learning to actually communicate in the target language into every single lesson. And then, sure, do your crafts, do your worksheets, do everything else you would typically do. But build, I think that should be built in. Every class should have a speaking and listening element built into it. I think that's important. Now, there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more to it than that. I don't think that solves everyone's problem. But that's a very practical thing that can be done in every sing- basically every single classroom. Adults, kids, doesn't matter. Teenagers, that's something that's very practical and can be implemented. Of course, there's more into pedagogy. How does the brain learn language? What should be done when they're six years old versus 16 years old? How do they learn? What's different? How quickly should they learn? How much reading and writing do you do? Comprehensible input. You can do, you know, there's things like TPRS. There's a lot of other things that can be implemented. But, you know, this is something simple that everybody can do. And, I suppose the punchline is the punchline is when you're focusing on mostly on linguistic rules and crafts in your classes you're not doing your students any good. Okay, let's wrap it up here. Thanks for your attention. I appreciate it and we'll talk very soon. Bye-bye.